Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action helping others and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Okay, welcome back. We're having some interesting technical issues, as is common on podcasts. So listen, guys, we're going to be talking about something that is a question that we get all the time. Julie, are you live? You with me? I believe so. I think so. You are? Good. So one of the questions okay. we get all the time, and, it's, and this is actually a topic that Julie wanted to share with all of you, is, and Julie, don't let the cat out of the bag quite yet, is when is the perfect time to be prospecting? What is the perfect day, the perfect time of day, the perfect everything? And so we're going to tell you the absolute perfect time for you to be prospecting. Oh, yes, you're finally going to have the answers revealed. <laughs> the answer to the question that everybody wants to know, what is the super secret, you know, insider information on when the best time to prospect is. But before we get to that, Julie, do you have anyone else, anyone you'd like to acknowledge? Hopefully they haven't figured out what we're up to yet, but... <laughs> Uh, that's okay. So uh, just a quick shout out and congratulations to Mr. Wayne George, who posted on our private Facebook page for coaching clients only. Uh, and a great timing on this post based on yesterday and the day before our podcast, Wayne writes, well, I took the leap as of last Friday. I'm no longer a corporate employee. I am free. 34 years with the same company. I'm now full-time real estate. It's going to be a change to put it mildly, but I am excited for what the future holds and a lot of people welcoming him, of course, from the Premier Coaching Group. So congratulations, you are off to the races, and I look forward to fielding your questions on the daily Premier Coaching calls that we do to support you guys with all of the coaching material. So that's great, shout out. Lots of discussion about the Popeyes you guys are doing in terms of uh, 4th of July types of stuff and client Popeyes. One of the things that I see our clients doing a lot also is making sure that they reach out when a closing happens and somebody's moving, you know, bringing them lunch or anything that's going to make their life better on that moving day. We've all done it, and it stinks. Bring them some water. It's a great warm and fuzzy and a great way for you to get repeat and referral business and solidify that relationship. So some discussion about that on the page, and I think that's it for my shout-outs. And then we can get to our super secret topic. Yes. So, guys, here's the idea. Some of you have been asking us, is there a super secret time when I should be prospecting? Tim, Julie, are there times where I can be prospecting, where everyone's going to be home, in a good mood, be wanting to talk to me? Well, I don't know. We're going to tell you on today's podcast. So, Julie, why don't you just jump right into your notes? Okay. So, when, here's and we get these questions in email and from podcast members and in Premier Coaching and even some of our elite clients uh, will go down this path. Here's the question. When is the best time to do your lead follow-up? When's the best time to prospect unrepresented sellers, a.k.a. FISBOs? When's the best time of day and day of the week to prospect expireds, probate leads, builders, developers, you name it? When's the best time to follow up on open house leads? When is the perfect time of day or the week? Here's what you guys are really asking. When is the perfect time of day or day of the week to call where everyone will pick up 
and you'll avoid voicemail altogether, where everyone will be in a fantastic mood and only say yes to you. You'll hear no objections. The prospect will practically close themselves, and you'll set a qualified appointment on virtually every call. Isn't that the quintessential question on every salesperson's mind? That's what you all crave. And before I give you the answer, I've got a quick quote slash reminder from Fanatical Prospecting about what is called the 30-day rule. It states that the prospecting you do in this 30-day period will pay off for the next 90 days. Grizzled veterans, you guys know this for sure. It is a simple yet powerful universal rule that governs sales and you ignore it at your peril. When you internalize this rule, it will drive you to never put prospecting aside for another day. The implication of the 30-day rule is simple. Miss a day of prospecting and it will tend to bite you sometime in the next 90 days. Miss a week and you'll feel it in your commission check. Miss the entire month, tank your pipeline, fall into a slump, and wake up 90 days later desperate, feeling like a loser with no clue how you ended up there. So if you weren't convinced that it's important to prospect and do your lead follow-up yet, remind yourself of the 30-day rule. If you are not clear on that, look at your current closings and trace them back in time to your original contact with them. Some of them, it wasn't even 30 days ago, it was like six months ago, and you can say, thank you past fill in the blank what your name is for doing your prospecting and lead follow-up that day because I wouldn't have had a closing today had you not been on top of it. So, want the answer to the magical hour? The number nine, that's all you need to know. Nope, not 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. like you want to believe, but 9 a.m. until 9 p.m. all day, every day is indeed the best time to call. Stop convincing yourself that every hour is the wrong hour and reset your mindset to the fact that every hour is when you should be generating business. So I had a little bit of fun in my notes here, Tim, because you and I have heard many versions of this. Do you, you know, so but this here's time to be introspective. But, yeah, go ahead. But, but Julie, this will be, be what will be entertaining to me because when you were telling me about your notes for today's call, you have a lot of fun creating the outline, and you're kind of snarky, and you're never snarky on the podcast. So I want to see if you want to let your inner snark out for the sake of entertaining, well, at least yeah. me and probably about 100,000 other people. <laughs> I'll see what I can do for you. I did get sick of this All question, right. and maybe that's coming out. Because I know. It's stupid. It, it is. I mean, let's be honest. But, it's, but Julie, it where is. does this question come from at the end of the day? It's, quite, it's, it's coming from wanting to procrastinate. It's laziness. That's it. Yeah. Right. It is. That's the bottom line. So, and you know what, guys? You're, you're in sales. Here's the thing. You've got to just you got to accept this. And I understand that Julie and I are the only ones telling you this. I get it. And if you've been listening to us for a long time, you know what I'm about to say. The fact is, guys, is everybody out there is going to tell you that you don't have to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. Everyone's going to tell you that you can just Facebook friend them and you can – I mean, I got – Julie, did you see what I chatted you this morning from one yes. of our competitors' emails, what he claimed? Can you read I those know. points just for entertainment's sake? Can you, you, can you find okay. those and read this? Yeah, yeah, but don't say what it. it's okay. from because I don't – but listen, guys, I won't. here's what Julie's about to do. I got an email. You ramp it up. I got an email. I'm on the email list from what for all of our competitors, and I got this email list. I got this email from one of our top competitors, and this is these are the things that he thinks are the biggest fears and biggest challenges of agents right now. And I, I, 
uh, honestly, I couldn't believe it. It was worse. It's gotten worse than I thought it has with regards to the Mickey Mouse that's out there. So, Julie, read them what he claims are the top yeah. fears of agents. Okay. You Let's see. You're a new agent looking to dominate a local market. You want to kill it in video marketing. You don't know how to become more coachable. You're scared about AI, which is artificial intelligence stealing your job. Afraid of robots, I guess. You hate open houses. You want to maximize your Facebook ad spend. You want to maximize your Facebook ad spend. Those are the top questions that, that, that this person is getting. Okay, yeah, really? Those are not the top he questions we're getting. getting. But right. Well, getting. so listen, here, but here's the reality of it. All of that stuff is just silly nonsense. Every single one of those are silly, things are silly nonsense points that are all done. Did you hear guys hear anything on his list of what he thought were the biggest concerns of agents right now that had anything to do with proactive lead generation, anything about how to learn how to be a really great uh, salesperson, anything about scripts, anything about uh, you know, pre-listing pre packs or presentations, anything that's actually practical and tactical that's going to put you in a position to help people and make money, and then with that money you, you know, become rich where your money works for you, you no longer have to work for your money. Did you hear of any – no, 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 how to maximize your Facebook ad spend. Can you imagine Julie and I talking about that? I mean, I can't. Really. Can you imagine Julie and I talking about whether artificial intelligence is going to replace realtors? Guys, that's all mental masturbation. It has nothing to do with where your best energy should be going every single day. That's just a fact. It does not matter. Listen, podcast listeners, listen. This is just practical, tactical, common sense type thing. It does not matter what the economy does, who the president is, what the interest rates are. It does not matter if the Martian overlords land again, which is probably going to be on one of his lists of things agents are most concerned about in his email next week. Aliens. So The moral of the story is it won't ever matter because you have – <laughs> intentionally or by blind dumb luck pick the best industry ever to be in because people will always need housing no matter what happens people will always need housing that's the reason that fear of proactively generation aka prospecting in real estate is insane because every person you will ever come in contact with wants to buy, sell, rent, lease, buy another. You guys, get it? Every if you are, if you are assuming you're not homeless, you are in housing. You are in the market. Your lease is up. If you're if you're New York City, New York, focus on leases. Like Barbara Corcoran, she never really sold real estate, guys. She just did a ton of leasing. You know, maybe that's your business. That's great. But everyone's going to be in the mood in the market to be, you know, buying or selling, leasing, buying investment properties selling a vacation home, buying a vacation home, buying a third home, buying a blah, 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 forever and ever and ever. Humans need housing. We need little caves. So you happen to have picked an industry that everybody needs to do business with somebody in our industry. Unlike, for example, if you were selling anything else. Think about that for a second. We, and there's maybe some things you can carve out. We could argue that everyone needs a computer. Okay, well, that's a good business to be in. Everyone needs toilet paper. Okay, yeah, I get that one. There's another good business. But then when you go beyond that, you start getting into these things that would be optional or luxuries or things you don't need or things – you know, you guys get the point. But everybody needs to live in a house. That's incredible. So with that in mind, there is never a lack of opportunity the opportunities that you guys need to see are all around you. 
So we had Frederick Ackland. He was one of our superstars. You guys know him from, you know, Million Dollar Listing New York. And I love it. On We've had him on the show a bunch of times. And he, one of his last times we had him on, he was saying, hey, look, I walk outside of my apartment, a.k.a. condo, you know, for the rest of us, in Manhattan. And everywhere I go, I'm surrounded by people. And every single people, every single one of those people is a potential customer. That's the mentality to have. Versus having a scarcity mentality. A scarcity mentality is the mentality where you believe that business is hard to get, where you believe there's not a a lot of listings to get, where you don't see that everyone's in the market right now currently, could be with the right motivation, i.e. you find them something they are interested in, or you bring them an offer they're interested in, or they will be very soon. There's nobody that's not in the real estate market pretty much 24-7 their entire lives. Have you considered that before? That's an amazing thing. So why wouldn't you learn sales skills? Why wouldn't you master the ability to proactively regenerate considering there's such an abundance of opportunity? Why would you waste time worrying about Facebook ads or waste time worrying about artificial intelligence or waste time worrying about all this other garbage? Why is that appealing to people? Here's the reason it's appealing to people. It's appealing to the same people who are asking us when's the best time to prospect. Because if if somebody that you perceive has authority in the industry says, you need to be thinking about artificial intelligence, well, hot diggity dog, that's an excuse not to prospect. i got to go and study artificial intelligence. You need to learn how to maximize your Facebook spend. Oh, hot diggity dog. I got to go watch some videos on maximizing my Facebook spend, and I don't have to do what I don't want to do when I don't want to do it. Okay? Nobody wants to prospect. Ever. Nobody wants to pick up the phone. Ever. Nobody wants to get rejected. Ever. Nobody wants to actually have to learn how to do what they don't want to do when they don't want to do it at the highest level. Okay? You're not alone. Everybody feels like that. Occasionally, you'll feel like doing it, but most of the time, you won't. When Julie and I sold real estate, we prospected, and it was incredibly rare that we actually felt like doing it. But we did it anyway, and we did it at a high level, and we did it for a long period of time. And we lit, that's before we knew, we had thought of the saying, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. That's even before those, all those words had sort of formed in our brains. We just did it, so we knew it worked. That's how I want you guys to be. You just got to follow blindly and do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level. Let everybody else follow the chase the easy buttons. Let everybody else, you know, worry about all the silliness. You become a really, really good salesperson. There's, look, guys, the highest paid people in the history of history have always been salespeople. A great doctor is a salesperson. A great president is a salesperson. A great religious leader is a salesperson. Was Jesus Christ a salesperson, Julie? Absolutely. Absolutely. A good one, right? Yeah. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, if you guys think about it, the most influential people in the history of everything have been salespeople. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been able to get all of us to believe in their ideas, to believe in what they had to offer. There's nothing – the, and I, in my opinion, the most honorable profession in the in the world is being a great salesperson because a great salesperson is in the problem-solving business. You're solving a problem for somebody else. That's how simple it is. So don't let your preconceived notions about being a salesperson or don't let your ego tell you that, oh, you don't want to be seen as a salesperson. All these things that are in your head that lead you down the path of believing that you have to you know, learn how to maximize your Facebook spend 
or you know worry about artificial intelligence. All those people are doing, and people like that are doing, are playing into your innate laziness and inability to realize that the, what you're looking for in life is on the other side of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Please believe what I'm telling you is the truth because it is the truth. And if you just – look, you don't have to 100% accept it. Just start taking the actions as if you did. And then as you start seeing the benefits of what we're suggesting to you, you'll see – you'll become an absolute true believer, and you won't, your life will change. It will shift. You know, I had a call with Brandon Jackson this morning. I've had him – I've talked about him on the show before. I've had him as a coaching client for a long time. And he used to ebb and flow like most of you, start and stop, start and stop. And I, you know, I gave him a compliment today. This is the best year he's had at being consistent because he's essentially done what he didn't want to do when he didn't want to do it at the highest level, and now he's taking usually three listings a week. He's going to Orange Theory usually three or four times a week. He's lost a bunch of weight. He's saving money. He's getting his act together. We're talking about today what happens as a result of staying on that path for another six months, 12 months, the rest of his life. And I don't have to sell it to him anymore because he's seeing it. After just six months of consistent effort, he is seeing the compounding effects of doing what he didn't want to do and he didn't want to do it at the highest level. So when you're listening to Julie, and I know we're the only ones in the industry that are saying what we're saying. I get it. I understand that Julie and I are the lone voice out there that's trying to help you see through all the bullshit that's being sold to agents, frankly, that moves them further away from ever experiencing financial freedom. You have to understand that I have no motivation other than to tell you guys the truth that things are going to put you in a position of being financially free as fast as possible. When somebody else is preaching to you um, all of these tech ideas and all these things that are going to require you buying more stuff, you have to dig a little bit deeper. And what you're usually going to find is that there are financial motivations that are not being disclosed to you as to why that person is encouraging you to you know, buy Zillow leads. Oh, guess what? Zillow sponsors all of his events. Well, hmm, let's put those two thoughts together. Why is it that Tim and Julie feel so are able to actually be um, tell the truth based on what other people have told them from their experience doing buying whatever, doing this or doing the other thing? Because we're not beholden to financial overlords to convey a message that we don't believe in. That's why. We're free from having to be biased by sponsors. No one's bought us. You guys get it? So when we tell you something, it's the truth. And that's the way it's always going to be. Julie, will never, Julie and I will never compromise ourselves on that. Even at our own person, we could sell more coaching contracts if I told you guys to basically believe in you know, fairy tales. We could definitely you know, tell you guys whatever you wanted to hear and sell you more. You know, well, absolutely. We could be making 100 times the amount of money that we make if we were willing to compromise our values like that, but we're not because we, we know what the truth is. We want you guys to experience financial freedom. That's really the whole point of why you got into business. Julie? Yes, absolutely. So along those lines of doing the actual work, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it, and doing it at a really high level, here are things to remove from your thought process with regards to prospecting and lead follow-up. Do you sometimes not call in the morning because you don't want to disturb them when they're getting ready for work, getting kids out the door to school, or because you're doing that? Do you perhaps not call at lunch because you don't want to bug them at lunch, or more accurately, you don't want to prospect during your lunch? Any of these thoughts sound familiar? Not that we've heard these on uh, 50 million coaching calls and webinars, seminars, emails, etc. Maybe you don't call after lunch because no one ever answers then. Everybody's at work. 
or maybe it's just because you're a poor time manager and get sucked into the afternoon drama yourself and simply never prioritize lead generation. Of course, you don't call at night because you don't want to bug them before dinner, during dinner, or after dinner. And the list goes on. Some of you live hour to hour having to manufacture these excuses. You know, I believe it was Tommy Hopkins who did a test based on a salesperson's objection, a group of salespeople, the common objection, well, I don't do any outbound prospecting because nobody ever picks up anyway. So he said, really, that's interesting. Let's take the next 20 minutes and make a bunch of calls and see what kind of pickup rate we get. And at that time, and the test he did was right in the afternoon where everybody thinks you're just going to hit voicemail, he had a 54% pickup rate. 54% of the time you're having real conversations. So I guess you can't have that excuse anymore either. So stop procrastinating and start generating. Remember that your number one job in real estate is to find more people each day and every day who you can help. This is where your profit comes from. Here's a, an interesting thought. To look at your prospecting using the dollar cost average approach. So just like a successful investor uses dollar cost averaging, in other words, uh, investing consistently without too much attachment to the ups and downs of the market. They're not dependent on writing it up or buying when it's down. They're dollar cost averaging, consistently investing. So do your prospecting daily just like dollar cost averaging, and it will work out over time. The accumulation effect in real estate prospecting is exactly like dollar cost averaging in investing. But you've got to have a few rules. So four quick rules, and then we'll wrap up and I will get to Premier. Rule number one, set aside dedicated hours of power. Remember, your magic number where everybody's going to be home is anytime between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Just remember nine. And so now you don't have an excuse built in. Set aside dedicated hours of power. Regular prospecting schedule. Come to terms with that. And no, it doesn't matter what time of day. Just do it. Number two, set aside one weekday evening and one weekend morning to reach the people who seem unavailable during the week. Point number, rule number three, do leave messages, but your messages have to be something of value, a call to action, and a close. Related to that is rule number four, do not use weak language. Whether you're leaving a message or speaking to somebody live, don't say things like just following up, just touching base, just checking in. That is not prospecting. Ask for what you want, tell them you have what they want, and close. Maybe they just needed a CMA on their home. Okay? Not, you don't just email it and ignore them. You email it, call them to tell them that it's in their email, that you welcome the opportunity to discuss the results of that CMA, and that you are available tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. for coffee at Starbucks. Close. Okay? Not just, hey, how's it going, just touching base. Might as well not make that call if that's how you're going to do it. So if you have yet to enjoy the income required to meet or exceed the goals of you and your family, you have not figured out how to help enough people at a high enough level. And Tim, as you often say, long-term ever-increasing success comes from doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level possible. So that's where I will wrap. I hope that this podcast will make at least some of our podcast listeners more excuse-free and less searching of that elusive, super secret magic hour of power where everyone closes themselves. <laughs> I mean, that would be cool. Maybe we should invent that, but I'm not sure if it's possible. Back to you. So, Julie, thank you for an excellent outline. And uh, remember, listeners, if you're in Premier Coaching, make sure you attend Julie's daily semi-private coaching calls live. She's about to hop onto that. 
call now, so you should jump on there as well. So here's the deal, guys. Um, I don't know why the brokers and office managers don't overtly tell agents about the things that they know are essentially not going to work. I don't know why. Um, it's not like most of them don't know. They do know because they've seen other agents basically try these things and have them failed. I don't know why the industry is not willing to um, is, is willing to allow agents to basically fail versus essentially having the guts to tell them the truth, like what we're trying to do about what it actually takes to be successful. I don't know why a lot of the things that have happened in the industry in the past 10 years have been allowed to happen. I don't know why we've given up so much. I mean, honestly, I don't know why uh, listing agents tolerate having their listings, their labor, being used for marketing and advertising in a deceptive way. I don't know why all these things are happening. I don't know why our industry, as far as National Association of Realtors, hasn't been more proactive. I know they're fearful of anti, you know, antitrust and monopolies, and I know brokers are fearful of basically treating their – all these rationalizations are based on fear. All the while, our industry has essentially been chipped at and eroded. People say, well, we need to improve the quality of the agent that's out there. We need to – you know, all these big, you know – Big mouths are always talking about how it's the agents or, you know, the agents need to get more education. There needs to be more, you know, CE. There needs to be more this. There needs to be more. No, not really. There just needs to be more leadership. There needs to be more people that are willing to say, okay, agents, here's the deal. You can buy buyer leads, but they're probably going to suck, and you're probably going to go broke doing it, and, and you're going to waste a whole bunch of time. And these are the, this is the path you're probably going to, you know, go down being on that. You're, you know, tell them the truth. Let them know what branding is. So brokers and office managers, if you don't know the truth, then it's your job to know the truth. You need to protect the agents that work for you. They assume agents who work in your brokerage, they assume you have a superior level of knowledge. If you know you don't, listen to our podcast. Get in connection with some of the people that we've interviewed. Educate yourself. Become a broker or an office manager, a leader in the industry who is willing to basically go against the tide and tell people the truth. Tell people the truth about all this gimmicky crap that's out there that's ruining agents' lives. It honestly pisses me off, makes me very angry that so many agents get into the business every year, waste so much money, and then fail out of the business because no one's really willing to tell them the truth. You've got to prospect. You've got to get really good at lead follow-up. You've got to get really good at being able to present. You've got to be a professional. You have got to see yourself work towards becoming the best version of a salesperson as you can. There is no middle ground. If you don't do that, you will fail. You do not deserve to be successful if you're not willing to become the best at what, you're, what you claim to be doing. Dabblers, we talked about that on the podcast the other day. I'm talking about you. You guys won't survive the next change in the market. You won't. You didn't before. People better were dabblers and all the previous recessions. Dabblers are the first ones that wash out. There's dabbling brokers that basically have never taught agents to do anything other than buy buyer leads. They'll wash out too. There's dabbling teams built, built based on big buyer's agents and doing lots of transactions and, you know, that type of thing. They'll wash out too. Guys, the future for you individually is learning, mastering, you know, I was going to say loving, but you never will, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. When you do that, Every day, 
no matter how you feel, no matter what's going on in the news, no matter what's going on in the anything, you will become successful at such a fast rate that people will think you robbed a bank. That's the truth. How can I say that with such confidence? Because Julie and I did it because we've coached agents for the last 20 years. Now, no, nobody comes to us willing to do what they don't want to do and they don't want to do it at the highest level. The ones that succeed at the highest level, they fight with us for the shortest period of time about adopting that lifestyle. And when they do, they get addicted to the change. I, I, I always use you know, going to Orange Theory. Julie and I do not like going to Orange Theory. We never will. We've been going a year but we both have, are in the best shape we've ever been before. Hate it every time we go. Everyone asks, "Is it was it a hard workout today? Was it easy?" It's like, what a dumbass question. It's hard every day. It's miserable every day. It sucks every day, you know. But you do it because the results are there. But what happens is, if we've been doing it long enough now, we don't like doing it, but it's become a habit. It's become something that's just become part of our day. Four thirty word Orange Theory. There it is. That's what long-term success, that's how you do it. And so what you do is you carve out the three to five things that you have to do that you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, and you do those things every day. And the, it's sort of like compounding interest, but what happens is the momentum that comes from doing those things, your muscles get bigger, your wallet gets bigger, your skill set gets bigger, your listing inventory gets bigger, your confidence level, your life, the quality of your life, the quality of your friends, everything. For those of you who are so attracted to those easy button things that literally everybody else is trying to sell you, you've really got to check yourself and just ask in your mind, common sense, do I need to be worrying about artificial intelligence? Is that really something I should even have in my head? Hell no. Should I be worried about maximizing my video marketing? No, of course not. Anything that's passive, don't do. There's a simple rule for you. Anything that's going to passively lead, hopefully, to something, just don't do it. I get why you want to do it, but don't do it. Don't do it until you – look, after you've done what you're supposed to do in the morning as far as you're proactively generating prospecting, if you want to maximize your Facebook ads, go for it. But you cannot do it to replace the real work. Does that make sense, guys? We are going to keep telling you the truth no matter what, and hopefully some of you are on the precipice of actually taking massive action and turning your lives around. we got six months left this year. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Are you going to piss it away? Are you going to still get ready to get started? Are you going to try to still find out the perfect time to prospect? It's up to you. It's your life. You know, you only live once and you're dead a real long time, guys. If there's anything we can do to help you, request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Have a perfect day, fantastic day. If you need Julie and I for anything, it's Tim at timandjulieharris.com or Julie at timandjulieharris.com. Thank you. Have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank you.